0: I was on my way to this gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the s- disabled when I suddenly thought the Third Reich's a bit red- rubbish. I think I'll kill the Fuhrer. Who's with me?
1: Welcome to the Hoovian Review. I'm Michael. I'm Shelby. I am Colin. And I'm Jace. And tonight we're going to talk about "Let's Kill Hitler." Are we killing Hitler tonight? Hopefully. Oh, Führer is a bit rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. That just seems to be uh, not our thing to do.
2: I just realized upon bringing up the title of the sh- the show, um, the episode again. What that? What happened to Hitler? Is he just left in a closet, and is that how he dies? Is, did he
0: just rewrite history? Maybe. Hitler dies in closet? I'm sure his yeah. underlings let him out eventually.
1: Yeah.
2: But could you imagine?
1: I mean, I mean, Hitler it wasn't the right the
0: unexplainable
2: I, afternoon.
1: Well, as I said, it wasn't the right point in, in his life his life. Yes, for but they also die. just
2: never explained what happened to him. Like, they could at least shot him, like, running away. I just thought that was interesting. I never thought about it again until just now. Yeah, I think Hitler, that's like a, what happened to Hitler. Point.
1: I mean... That's one of the big plot holes of this episode. It's called Let's Kill Hitler, and we don't have really a whole lot of answers to what they did with Hitler other than just put him in a closet.
3: Yeah, and no one really wants to kill Hitler except, you know, I I guess there are some people that want to make Hitler suffer
0: a little bit more before he dies. Well, but but Melody wanted to kill Hitler. She claims
1: that, but it seems like it was all about killing the doctor. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I don't think I, – I think that was one of the issues I had with this story when I first saw it was that they, they – really Mistitled. Yeah, definitely mistitled.
0: <laughs> well, Let's I mean – Let's kill the doctor. It, you know, it, it was the line right before they went into open credits.
1: Yeah, and it, it makes for a fun <sighs> preview too. It also doesn't give a lot away.
2: So. I mean, it was a good episode, but if you're going to call it Let's Kill Hitler, I kind of want some Hitler action
0: in there. Well, there, was a, there was a lot of Nazi action. There.
3: there was, and Hitler, you know. A little bit of Nazi I action. I kind of like that they put Hitler in a corner. Um, I find it awesome so interesting. I don't, I don't think we needed to delve into that, you know, all that much. I, I thought it was yeah. the least interesting aspect of this episode.
2: Yeah, but but the, my thing is, how often is there an episode of Doctor Who about, like, an actual horrible person that exists in, like, real human history like Hitler? Hitler was an absolute horrible person. And then it's just going to be about something completely different. Like, I would have loved to see, like, an actual Hitler episode, you know? No, I know. I, I mean, I mean it was...
3: think it's kind of humanizing of Hitler, right? He's yeah.
0: It's kind of the comic relief. Oh, man. I thought it was fantastic because it's such a time travel, like, trope, trope. of going and killing Hitler. And yeah. so, here they've got, you know, a teaser out there of, oh, we're going to do our own, you know, tropey killing Hitler. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. We're totally shoving that to the side and telling you a much more fun story. I didn't know that was <laughs> True. Oh yeah, it totally is. Everyone's like, it's like any show that has time travel for long enough. That eventually, someone goes, "Let's kill Hitler."
2: <laughs> a valid person to kill. Okay, I'll give you that one. And then,
0: like, things go horribly wrong. Yeah, or worse than you start that they're, way, like, right? It's like things go. Oh, yeah, like, a lot of times there's that, too. It's just, like, it, the concept is, like, you go back, you kill Hitler, and then it turns out you somehow screw up history, and, like, yeah, things are so much Hitler. so much worse yeah. in the future, and then people than go back to stop you, and, like, there's, mm-hmm. you know.
3: I think it's worse than, so like, you ask people, like, the question, like, what would you do to go back in time? It's like, whoa. Like, I guess
1: you kill Hitler. Of course, like but, oh yeah, well, that's on the list. what else
3: do you That's where we start.
1: <laughs> if I were to be asked that question, though, I don't think I'd ever say, "Let me go kill someone." I, no matter how bad they are. I'd rather avoid them at seems all costs. Cultural,
3: at least in media,
1: the, the first and was readily. Yeah. I know it just yeah. seems a little bit yeah, like you said. I it's a mean, I, of a I, trope. I don't
2: get the motivation. Go back in time and just kill a bunch of like but, horrible conquerors and dictators. Where would the world be today? Well, I'm, probably I mean, just doing wonder. it at some point, anyways.
3: Right? You you wonder like how how much like suffering needs to be put on the world for us to learn that suffering is bad? And we just never learn lessons. That's or, what it is. Or, I don't know, maybe maybe just some suffering's going to happen, and you just need to reduce it everywhere. Like, it's what? hard to say, like, knowing everything about history, when to intervene on those, like, major moments. Because, like, I'm sure that, like, just the backlash against the horrors, you know, that happened in this time period did bring value to humanity moving forward mm-hmm. and well but clearly it,
0: the test agree with like, you because they're going back in time and taking measures to ensure that they don't affect history at all but then still punishing the bad guys i mean are they
3: doing us a service well, no i don't think so i think if punishment has to do with rehabilitation and it has to do with um, mitigating suffering for other people. It's kinda like they're playing too, God. You know? You know, well, like
0: I'm mean, gonna create a hell for you. Right. This is what it is. And and what a phenomenal line bad. that was. I would <laughs> ask you who you think you are, but I think the answer is pretty right, obvious. Like, I, I
3: imagine a future that, you know, you could go in and you could you could fix psychopathy or something like that, you know, just as easily as you could kill it. You know, that's what I hope for, you know, futures, but thousands of years, we are. you know, advanced thousands years. psychotherapy and, and knowledge and, and things like that. But I don't think it makes sense to, you know, I don't think that revenge in that way in terms of a punishment makes sense as a... Well. To well wave or something
0: to do. And clearly the doctor agrees with you there because he it like mocks the test elective for having that. He's like, You want to go back in time and punish dead people. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it was it, true. but it was, you know, it was kind of brilliant because it like the whole thing was a little bit mocking of the trope. But then of course we've got River and what a phenomenal, you know, story to go into yeah. there. We do have some Nazis, and you know, let's be real. No one really feel well, very few people feel bad when they see Nazis getting, you know, their butts kicked yeah. over and over again. So just seeing, you just know, like River a just, like, destroy them, like, was awesome, you know, and it, it just kind of it really pulled together. And we also had a lot of callbacks to different things. Like we learned why river can fly the TARDIS. Here's where she learned. She made that comment last season or last season about like, Oh yeah. You know, I learned how to fly from the best. And it's a shame you were busy that day, doctor. Um, (laughs) And then we've got, you know, here earlier this season, we had Amy use fish fingers and custard to gain the doctor's trust and, you know, to prove that, you know, he needed to trust them. And the TARDIS, she did that inside the TARDIS, and then the TARDIS recycled that and used it to motivate the doctor to get up and, you know, get his act together. Even though he was destined to die in 32 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Now let's talk about River. I love her. Who is River? You needs no to tell me? That was a whole great thing where, you know, they kept bringing up River Song. And she was like, that's a stupid name. And, like, whatever. That's <laughs> such a river thing to do and say. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. so what does everyone think that Shouldn't the doctor said? Song. I was going to ask
3: that. My name is what? My name is what? My name is Jukajika Sim. Whoop, Zippa, go, and.
2: Whatever it was, it made her literally kill herself. Essentially, I
0: think I think it was something along the lines of "I love you" and "I forgive you."
2: Like what? She, what he tells the master, "I forgive you." What if it was "I
3: love you" and what my name was too? Because we know because she does end that- up learning his name.
1: Yeah, that's later on. I don't know that he would tell her at that moment.
0: Yeah, that doesn't wouldn't seem. Like I don't it. think so either. But whatever maybe, it was, maybe it so. Maybe
1: he knew it would
3: resonate with her. I don't. Well,
0: care. could you imagine if you had just killed someone and they say, "I, I never forgive you"? Even. That's such a doctor thing to say. Well, yeah, yeah, that's like why
2: I think that that's like. that. But would that be. have invoked that much of a reaction in her? Not even really knowing who the doctor is.
0: Well, she like she did kind of know who the doctor was, because, but not in that way. Well. Yeah. Like
2: true. she was trained to think that he was like the awfulest human being. Blah, oh, but blah, she blah, also
0: blah, heard blah. all of Amy's stories about the doctor. That's a good point, too. And she spent, but like, she also more just, of her life with Amy and Rory than she did with Madame Kavarian. Yeah, but
2: they also, like, brainwashed, brainwashed oh, her. Oh, yeah, like, for
0: sure. But, like, you could see how, like, the part of her that wasn't she brainwashed She genuinely, like, killed him, though. Like, there's yeah. no way to recover from that. Like, I know, she and disabled regeneration. Him. So even with, like, what we know now with modern Doctor Who, that still would have been a straight death. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Ooh. Exactly.
2: So River killed the doctor. So but whatever then, but he then brought say, him back to life. Yeah, whatever he said.
3: He used all of her regeneration. But it was also that moment too. You know, she you know
0: Yeah. One has
3: to wonder how many cycles River had
0: had left. Um did. well actually we we know, so it she was a, a baby who was born, she regenerated in New York. So that's the second life. Then she regenerated here. That's third. So there's how many? Thirteen. So ten more lives.
1: So she. Gave, everyone
0: gets thirteen. Everyone gets 13 Mm-hmm. But she's isn't she like half time
1: lord or something? Part like time lord. Yeah, but she's it's more like she has she the, the Time Lord's abilities because she was born on the TARDIS in the TARDIS. I thought she had the abilities because she, and she was conceived, conceived she during was conceived a specific in. point in time. Well, she was conceived in the vortex.
2: Yeah. So she has and imagine the like making Time Lord like, friends. Why hasn't the Doctor said that, "Hey, you have sex with this person that way I have someone to have fun with for the rest of time when I ditch y'all." <laughs>
3: you yeah. know yeah or at least you know bring make some, more time lords yeah, or DIY maybe, or maybe at least like bring you know uh, a few dogs you know into the mix into the TARDIS and maybe do some breeding at some peak times then you have a, um, a best friend forever
0: canine. you know more or less literally
3: yeah, so. Some and, of his you know, best I friends love canine
0: too. Who, who here would actually feel comfortable watching the doctor repeatedly, like, breeding dogs, dogs and humans? No one. Okay, that's a great point. But I feel like it should be said
3: something.
1: I don't know. Can I go back in time for a minute?
3: The doctor's a smart guy. There's a lot of time stuff at work here. I'm not convinced he didn't breed the perfect way for himself.
0: You know what? And also... Her name's a total paradox. Both of her names are paradoxes. What do you mean? Well, so Amy and Rory, or Amy named their daughter Uh, Melody after Melody, and Melody was her daughter. She named her after her daughter, and then she adopted the name River Song because the doctor repeatedly called her River Song throughout this whole time. Then where did River... so, I mean, they, 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 they've got the mapping, you know, the River Song to Melody Pond thing in it, but then really, ultimately, both names got, like, paradoxically invented.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine growing up with
1: your own daughter without realizing it was your daughter? It's
0: not the same thing yeah. as, like,
3: normal parenting. I mean, I normal I parenting. <laughs>
0: So, no.
1: I mean, it would be very
3: It would be just like growing up with one of your best friends. It would just be like learning tomorrow that, like, oh, that person that you knew that you grew up with was actually your daughter or your relative from another time. It would be be just like that.
1: It would be kind of crazy. You watched your
3: parents grow up. It would be
2: kind of crazy. You watched your parents grow up. You even watched Amy say, Rory, you grew you're gay. grew up with your parents. Can we say that? Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, my God. That Amy was, was like, you're gay. And Rory was like, what?
3: <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> But just, isn't that sweet and true to Rory's character? It's like, what girl have you ever been interested in? Like, that's what I It's only heard. ever been her. It's
2: only ever been you. It makes so much sense. Like, of course you're gay. You never talk about girls. You never look at girls. You only hang out with us. So clearly you're gay. Oh, wait. That was just... A super intense moment. It was so
0: cute. And presumably like when they got together. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, Presumably.
3: Presumably. Presumably. This poor man,
0: Rory. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not gay. What are you talking about? Well, but then I also, on the other hand, it's the also kind of nice because it's like, you know, all right, so this whole time he felt like, oh, I'm just not, you know, good enough. She doesn't think of me that way because, you know, whatever. And then, like, it turns out, no, she just thought you weren't available. <laughs>
3: and
0: so. Melanie's
2: there just like, um, dot, dot, dot.
1: I think this was a, a definite character piece. And Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. brilliantly brought all the characters together, whether they were younger, whether they were older, whether they were like, in the middle. Yeah. It, uh, it just, it really, I mean, it, it's great to see the timeline of Rory, Amy, and Mel, and then to kind of show the progression of their relationships as they find out who Mel really is. And and also the progression of River's Song into who she becomes.
0: I thought yeah. that Karen Gillen did a really great job in like adjusting the way that she like looks at River during it. Like it's like once she realizes, or lo- looks at uh, Melody or whatever. Like when she's like, "Oh my God, wait, this is my daughter." It's just like a switch. Yeah, this this
3: episode is you know big. It's it's the whole view of Amy and Rory raising their child. It was the whole the whole snapshot of that happening.
1: Well I think props need to and go to Karen Gillen in this particular episode because not only is she playing um, a mom and a girlfriend and, and a friend, a, and a friend, but she also plays the robot in this particular episode quite a bit. And that's there's a lot of acting chops that she had to go through in order to get just this one episode done. Yeah, True. Think about I all the like data and the files that hard. she had to access, too. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, I loved the, the antibodies in the Teslacta. Yeah, <laughs> what <weren't> did they <laughs> say? Halt! You are unauthorized. Your death will now be implemented. You will feel. You will experience a tingling sensation, and then death. Please remain calm while your life is extracted. He's so supportive. Oh <laughs>
1: this is such a Shelby thing to actually enjoy, anyway. It, it's very Douglas Adamsy kind of motif with regards to them just kind of being so nonchalant about
0: the whole thing. Oh, we're gonna kill you, but you can be calm about it. Yeah. And, yeah, there was a lot of great writing in this episode. Like, for example, when they're in Hitler's office with the Tesla and he faints and uh, Rory's like, oh, no, he faded. And the doctor's like, yes, it was a perfect faint because, you know, a faint is also a deception or a ruse. yes. And that was exactly what the doctor had
1: noticed. Shows a little bit of intelligence on the doctor's part.
0: Well, a lot yeah. of intelligence and a lot of knowledge of River in uh, in this, too, when he realizes it's her and just, like, goes and takes all the bullets out of the guns and,
3: you know. Yeah. I was worried, you know, in that time period, too, that, you know, Hitler was about to take advantage of time travel or something. <laughs> he, he very quickly, you know, had a deep interest in the TARDIS. Imagine if he was the next companion. Uh,
1: oh my uh, god! Uh, <laughs> what a series that would be. Is killing you gonna take all day? Uh, that's one of my uh, favorite lines of Riverdale. And then and she pulls this. out a banana. And then she pulls out a banana. Yes, <laughs> because that's what the doctor gives her. That's a that's kind of a nod to the second doctor because the second doctor would give fruits and vegetables to people instead of knives uh, to uh, kind of. <laughs> Because, he, well, he'd do the same thing where he'd reach for something thinking he was going to grab something that would help him, and it ended up being something like a banana or a cucumber. Uh, the cucumber was from the two doctors. I had to die. I mean, you never know what can come in handy when. I mean,
3: I, I hear, you know, if you're up against like cats, and I feel like this would translate into big cats, those things like hate cucumbers. It's <laughs> 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 The whole thing They're going down here with it jump well, yeah i mean i understand it i hear millions of kids you know at their dinner tables each night, each night are afraid of cucumbers you ever in a sketchy hospital and you see some cats in, in costumes you know what to bring with you well in the right context you know anything can be a weapon
1: and the doctor knows this mm-hmm. know. knowledge is to the the true power and as we know, the ninth doctor
0: says, don't drop the banana! It's a good source of potassium! And the tenth doctor invents the banana dacty a few centuries too early. Yep, definitely. Huh? The doctor really has
1: something with bananas and cucumbers.
0: It's from uh, The Girl in the
1: Fireplace, oh, where nice. they've
0: got the windows where they can walk into Madame de Pond And custard and fish fingers, you know, referenced reference back again mm-hmm. in this episode.
1: Yes, uh, the whole TARDIS sequence with uh, little Amy Pond and the, um, the interface... Where the that that whole sequence was hilarious. Give me someone. Give me guilt. Okay, <laughs> less guilt. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I wonder if our any of our audience has actually tried fish fingers and custard before. I well, actually have because you know my my wife is. Oh, uh, yeah. Is is a I, I,
2: I have because of Shelby. I have too. many
1: times. I have not because I'm vegan.
2: That's
1: well, a good reason. Well, the original well, fish fingers. <laughs> I'm not interested, well, anyways. No, no, but you'll know, you'll be nice, it will be nice for you to know that the original fish fingers and custard that Matt Smith ate were not actual fish fingers. He actually ate little pastries with custard. I'm still vegan. No, I know, you can't have the milk part, but there was <laughs> Where no the fish. Eggs. Or the yeah. eggs. It's like literally like there's, literally like, there's sugar there's in there and you now promise. you can have that. yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean,
2: just eggs. Maybe it's like
3: mung beans, you know. Next, Next is, is, is time they're... we
2: can make like an array it of vegan um, Dr. Hoop, I can make a vegan. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: if by we you mean you, then yeah Okay, I me, will partake, myself If you want to make me food, yeah, I'll eat that. I'll always make you guys <laughs> Vegan I custard.
1: Food. I couldn't imagine. I can imagine.
2: I'll make it work. You guys don't challenge me. You guys know I'll come through. Be prepared, everyone. We'll find out next Wednesday. Can Jace do it? We'll
3: find out. Can it be done? Can it be done? But yeah, it's not. It's not too shabby, you know. A little s- sweet and savory.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And on the custard, you know, it, it's a nice cooling element. A nice hot, fresh, fresh, fresh,
0: fish, egg, ag- eggs, finger. milk, and <laughs> sugar. <laughs> That's a that, of sugar. That doesn't sound appetizing at all. But it, it's like you cook it on the stove, and it comes out as like a dessert. It's kind of like flan.
3: Oh yeah! Can I make? Fun? You know what else is like eggs, milk, and sugar? Mm. Like a lot of ice creams.
0: Eggs and ice cream.
3: That's yeah. well. When you have a frozen custard, it's very similar to ice cream. It, it well, a, wait, wait,
0: a frozen custard cream. is very similar to custard. Is that? What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ice cream. It is.
2: It's pretty much ice cream with eggs. Okay, I was gonna make this everybody, but you know, eggs and sugar don't don't sound appealing to me in dessert form. What do you think cakes are made out of? Oh, okay. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it looked all yellow, and I was thinking, oh, it's predominantly egg with like a sprinkle of like sugar. No, no,
0: no, okay. no. no, no. Oh, it's sweet. It, it's like it's like it really pudding. is. It, it's it's flan without the caramel sauce. Is
1: custard. Yeah. Okay, it, it's similar to pudding. Yeah. that would probably be
2: the closest. So thing. I'm learning about it's the signature British cuisine pudding. of the uh, Matt Smith doctor. Yes.
3: and and you can find a recipe for. Fish fingers and for custard
1: on the com. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Apparently you can find it there. Apparently Colin's going to upload that one. Yeah, you
3: just need to um, go to google.com backslash, enter in that phrase that I said, you'll be redirected to the correct part of our website, (laughs) and we'll uh, we'll give you some answers. Uh, Maybe it's better just to use our Facebook account.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's better just to not do that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Although Fish Figures and Custard is also interesting because it was when Matt Smith was first, you know, becoming the doctor, right, you know, in the middle of his regeneration and trying to figure himself out. And here we see River. Regenerated and trying to figure herself out, and we also see again something coming up where time ladies seem to have more control over the person that they uh, regenerate into. Because we saw Romana really had a lot of like control and actually went through several different iterations of like different appearances before settling on one. And um, I feel like there's been another example. Of yeah, yeah I, I mean, like,
3: River here is concentrating on her dress. Yeah,
0: out so I, so you home. know, I kind of wonder, like, yeah, yeah. is you know, Did Missy is the have a good time it, regenerating well we didn't see that regeneration exactly but, um, but I'm making a joke but the one she regenerated oh, yeah. into is, is you know relatively hot compared to the other masters so you know yeah could be definitely what's matched so do we think that yeah, you know brother. Jody's maybe going to have a little control over her regeneration Ooh. That's a very good question, but I no. don't. I don't know.
1: I think. I, I think feel like it'd be lost. In the tradition of the Doctor, the Doctor just doesn't really pay attention to who. Well, comes I next. think we have the piece of information
3: that the Doctor, that Jodie has finished her regeneration scene at this point. Yep. Before a new Doctor has been chosen. So I don't think that that linkage had really been determined and had been made. So my guess is
1: it's it's not happening. In the yeah, way. that makes sense. Uh, just a, a quick side note on that. Uh, the um, They are interviewing and auditioning both men and women for the part. That right. It's open to everybody. You know, they and, should be. and they haven't found the 14th Doctor yet.
3: I want it to be an old, crotchety person. You just love Peter Capaldi a little too much. I mean, come on. And, you know, it's how the show was originally derived. Yeah. It was
1: the algorithm that Colin first needs captured to watch the William. hearts and minds. <laughs> Good old yeah. Hartnell stories. I
2: still yeah. like Peter Gavaldi really well. You too. But, yeah, I mean, what would be the next ideal doctor now that we've seen the doctor as, like, a female and a male? Like, should we be looking at another ethnicity? Maybe another female? Maybe another male? Maybe, like, a complete different age that maybe maybe we to. should
3: be looking at a Centauran at this point
0: i think we should be looking for whatever actor is best for the role regardless of their age or gender identity i know but color, like, I, color, I, I agree now. And now that's exactly
1: what i was gonna say
2: yeah no i agree i'm just I, I don't know if you guys ever like biased or anything but i just like how it could be like
0: anyone at this point yeah you already did female once you do female you can do anything you got oh, yeah. white male, I mean, and now we got a white female. But, now no, we can no, no, people. no, 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 let's be real. I mean, <laughs> they're not going to pick someone who's not from the U.K. Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> I meant strictly London, but my, U.K.
1: But London <laughs> the other point is, is that you don't want to specifically go out and audition people looking specifically for, okay, I'm going to get my token Indian
0: no, to be my I next agree. doctor. I'm just, I don't want... I, I, and, I think, pl- and plus it, it indicates that they've got the right attitude towards the show.
1: Yes, because they, they're they basically saying yeah. whoever's the best for the role. Okay, obviously, we're gonna you pick. know, we've made these
3: caveats. I mean, we don't care about, you know, the identity necessarily I just need of, you to be of a the doctor. doctor, really. But we, we do care about, you know, some personality traits. Like every doctor plays it a little bit differently. And we all have our favorites, you know, I think there are trends and things that we look for. Like I, I do like a doctor like Peter Capaldi that more so has a little bit more wisdom and, and darkness behind him. You know, not to say that he can't, you know, be funny and bring some humor into the mix here and after there. But and I love that. Yeah, exactly. And he should be. He's the doctor, this powerful, entity, heart never godlike changing. entity in the world that has seen so much and been so powerful. I think. I mean, like I feel like that that shines through more with him and. And sometimes you see glimpses of it with everyone else, but I, I feel like you know that's that's truer
1: to how the doctor. You know, I need a really passionate is. doctor. Well, if you look at Patrick Troughton's run, I think you'll find very quickly that Patrick has a very doctorish kind of take on the role. He's the one that invented the whole idea of running. He's the one who invented the idea of someone who would basically. Um, go into a situation, take over the situation as if he owned the place, or, or was, and, but did it in such a way that he was just kind of oblivious to what he was doing. I love that. And, mm-hmm. and Patrick was also really good at those moments where everything stops and he sits down and thinks about his past or about him when he was younger and tries to relate that to the current companion that's to say hey look i know what you're going through i know that i've just taken you out of away from your deceased father or your or your friends or your loved ones and this is what i'm doing i'm trying to go out and have fun in the universe i think a lot of the do- the actors who followed patrick really did look to him and say this is the doctor that i have to look to to take on the role even david tennant Peter Capaldi and Matt Smith all looked to Patrick Troughton to some degree, especially Capaldi, because he loves Troughton and the first three doctors anyway. Um, And I think that's one reason why I think we really need to jump back to Patrick Troughton once we're done with Matt Smith.
3: Makes sense. Well, we've covered a lot of ground now. I I feel like this episode definitely inspired a lot um, in us, but maybe we ground back with some ratings. You want to start us off? All right, I guess I'll go there. So, yeah, I I think it's a it's a really nice premise and a hook. Let's let's kill Hitler. Let's go out and do it. Let's the fury is rubbish. Who's going to deny that? Like, well, finally, let's take care of this and spearhead it, um, you know, straight on. Of course, we don't exactly spearhead it straight on. I don't think it lives up to its name. We've covered that, but nonetheless, that part is a fun rub, um, and it is you know too throughout a regeneration story that has nothing to do. With the doctor's regeneration, um, for once, even we, though it might look like it, right, <laughs> and we see the full snapshot of the raising of River Song here, even though much of it's done off screen, but we see it from the parents' perspective. What a what a bizarre and weird thing to think about, you know, uh, growing up alongside your own child. Um, <laughs> but this, I, I thought that was really deep, and we saw a big twist from you know the woman that would kill the doctor to the woman that the doctor loves. And, you know, a, a big self-sacrifice of lots of life, lots of energy to bring back this other person, you know, on a whim and a, of a last word um, as well. A last word that we, we don't know and I don't think we, you know, we may ever learn. Um, but I thought this was a powerful episode. It was done very well. There's some things that, of course, could have done better. You know, there's, there's some things that we could turn out. Um, And there's some things in the best Doctor Who episodes that I'd like to see here um, that weren't represented um, either. But this, I I thought, was fantastic. This, for me, is definitely getting a 9 out of 10. Um, I I could be worked up. You know, I I think I could be pulled down on the right circumstances. But I think 9 out of 10 is is the fair and the right choice for me here. Um, Leave it at that, folks. Look at Colin
2: giving the last episode a 10 out of 10, and then this one a 9 out of 10. It looks like this... Keeping it going. Yeah. I mean, he's doing well. Let's see if if and when it goes back down. I'm just kidding. What's your perspective on this matter, Jason? You know what? I'm glad you asked, Colin. Otherwise, I wouldn't have given it a rating. I I would have just, you know, (laughs) tried to fly under the radar and hope no one noticed. Whoa. I wouldn't have done that. Anyways, can I see that ball? What? Okay. So now I can proceed with my rating. So... (laughs) This episode <laughs> was great. I thought it was really cool. Sure, was I bothered by, like, the Hitler thing? Like, let's call it Let's Kill Hitler and then have nothing to do with Hitler or anything. Did it make sense? After hearing that that's a popular trope in sci-fi, I'm not a very sci-fi-y person, um, it all made sense and it made the episode so much better. Like, you literally just left him in a closet and said, whatever, you know? Yeah. I just, I th- I just thought that was so fun. Because, like... You can't make an actual episode about killing Hitler. Butterfly effect. It would impact everything. That would have to be like another two, three, four parter. Now that, you know, apparently we do all that now. Um, But yeah, this was like a really groundbreaking episode because not only did we just find out that River was the daughter of Rory and um, Amy. How did I forget her name? We find out that she actually grew up with them this entire time. She grew up with her parents, watched them, learned everything about the doctor, and ultimately made that choice to literally kill him in a way that was not recoverable unless she sacrificed all of her lives. And she did that. I don't know what the doctor, what the sweet nothings he whispered into her ear were, but there's just a lot of different parts of this episode that are really important to um, doctor Who, the Doctor Who timeline. And like Shelby said, I'm not opposed to, you know, seeing Nazis being terrorized. A little bit, you know, but I'm going to have to agree with you, Colin. I'm going to have to give this a nine out of 10. It wasn't like blowing me out of the water, much like the last episode, but it was really a good around all around episode, you
0: know? Yeah. All right. Um, ditto on on both you guys <laughs> uh, I thought I thought this was a great episode I thought the writing in this was phenomenal it was like every other line was just like golden and we also just saw so many different threads get pulled in on the doctor actually giving River a you know kind of disjointed list of rules. Ending with, you know, Rule 1, The Doctor Lies. Him giving her the the diary that, you know, comes into play repeatedly every time they meet from now on. We, we see, you know, River had mentioned before, like, talking to Rory. Like, could you imagine what it was like for me to have the Doctor drop out of the sky and know everything about me? And, like, here we actually see that play out. We just... It's just like so many different bits of foreshadowing and other things that just kind of drew together in perfect unison here. We um, also, as we mentioned before, we had a stellar acting performance by, you know, for Amy. Also, Rory, totally, you know, sliding off the last episode, continuing his badass streak in this one, punching out, you know, robot Nazis and yeah, yeah, and, you know. <laughs> Rory also, the Goat. Yeah, man, he was like punching everyone in this one. And, uh, you know, I-, I thought that it it addressed some, you know, moral dilemmas that you know are brought up you know repeatedly like we've discussed with Hitler being a pretty prime example of it mm-hmm. and also just a little bit like walking it <laughs> which was you know kind of good because it was like not completely saying you know that's totally lost but just like the doctors like I don't respect that <laughs> and there was a lot of very um very great dialogue and a lot of fun action on it. That said, um, I thought Jace brought up a good point of this isn't, you know, as phenomenal as, say, the previous one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10. I think it's a phenomenal episode. I love River. She's the best. And also just like, I don't know, all the plot development and the fact that it was just interesting all the way through.
1: Interesting. I, You guys are rating this far higher than I was expecting it to be rated. Um, I will say this is a fun romp and usually every season for Doctor Who there is a fun romp of some kind um, but in this case this fun romp actually brings out some moral questions is it okay to have a robot that goes back in time and then tortures the souls of those who were deemed um, bad or evil yeah. I, I mean that's one of those things where you don't always get that in, in a fun romp episode Um, I do agree with you that a lot of the dialogue in this was fun and quotable and very, very easily on the humorous side of things. Um, with that said, though, there were some kind of silly moments that probably were a little over-the-top silly and a little ridiculous, especially Riversong running into a restaurant and having everybody take their clothes off and then them all running out of the restaurant. Uh, that just okay, seemed a little bit ridic-
0: ridiculous. Doesn't her up is a menace, though? I liked Parable. seeing all of those <coughs> Nazis get humiliated. Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> well,
0: but maybe they were all
1: Nazis. Who knows? But all I know is they that they sure were. Okay. I'm it was sure. a Nazi gathering. Yeah, there were okay. swastikas
0: everywhere. Well, <laughs> yes.
1: Then that was probably what it was. But I, I don't know. Some of it was just a little bit silly. Um, I don't mind um, the performances, though. I think all four major cast members um, really hit it home. And the special effects in this episode were pretty darn good when they were tra- uh, yeah. trading out characters with that robot thingy. That was kind of cool. That was a cool effect that they did. Um, it was cool to see someone else regenerating for a change. Um, and and then, of course, the big emotional ending when River actually does finally sacrifice her regenerations. Um, now, it does beg the question, does that mean the Doctor gets ten of her incarnations? Does that give him more... More lives than he had before; those kinds of things. Obviously, it it also contradicts the whole timeless children uh, storyline, which we've already rated. So I'm going to go there anyway. Um, it, so it just it's one of those things that's just kind of interesting for me. Um, but any rate, back to this episode. I think I'm going to have to give this a seven point five out of ten. It's a good episode. It's solid. It's fun. It's not the best.
0: How is it contradicted by the Timeless Children?
1: Well, the Timeless Children suggest that the Doctor's going to regenerate anyway. But, no, you know,
0: no, the, the, the specific poison disabled his regeneration ability in this. He wasn't... Uh, yeah. It, that was the, the premise of the episode. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and hey, we might have even seen a
1: regeneration if, you know, a River waited an extra couple minutes. But if the Doctor's not a Time Lord... Then it may not have. Is the point that I'm trying to make is that the contradiction could be that how does she know that this poison is going to actually stop the doctor from regenerating? How
0: does the TARDIS know?
1: No, the, because no. the TARDIS
0: said it no. too. No, we, we, not the we don't know
1: if it's a. The, 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 the TARDIS or not.
0: Said, oh, the regeneration said regeneration is disabled. So and the TARDIS right. would know that it exists across all of time and space. But the TARDIS wouldn't necessarily know that the doctor had more lives and is not. Why? Why not? The TARDIS traveled with the Doctor before. Yeah, before the first Doctor, so it would know. Possibly, I don't don't know.
1: know. I guess that means the TARDIS is now in, in, in in on that secret as well. I thought you were gonna go for an
3: eight, and then I I would have totally understood a name a seven point five. Mm-hmm. He was gonna mm-hmm.
0: do for a pivotal, seven before we started talking. For pivotal moment? Not, no, of course. Yeah,
3: he's probably like a six point five. He had, no, no I, no, no. I was I was <laughs> a solid. Set.
1: I was definitely gonna give it a solid seven because it's oh, a fun I just, story.
3: I just don't. I think just it. think the continuous turning of like you know, okay, River Song is actually someone that they grew up with, and they explore that a little bit, and then they see like the term. There was so much. Um, you know dynamism with her character and so much that we learned more about something that was just worked up to and that's so much about what I value in stories that I think are mm-hmm. often brushed aside when it's a, a big um, turning point and it's like oh yes this is this is what happens but I love that it. It, it delved into it more and I, I really valued that Um, you know even if you know it could have been you know more blockbuster or, you know, better done or, you know, not to say blockbuster or anything, but I I like the focus.
0: Yeah. I also, I also liked seeing, you know, kind of Amy and Roy's love story a little bit. And, you know, of them growing up together and just kind of how that all started. Mm -hmm. How it started by him being gay. Started by him being Not Rory, being. <laughs> being, by him being consistently Rory, just yeah. <laughs> sitting there, hanging when out, he's being, a kid. being loyal he's and sweet Rory. and loving, like like just
1: consistently. <laughs> and it makes you like Rory a lot more. I think.
0: You know, yeah, mean, he's
1: kind of he is a fan it, favorite. This
0: this was a very uh, very good for Rory episode. <laughs>
1: It was good for all the characters. It really brings home the idea of River Song and how she becomes. That's kind of an interesting um, way that she kind of gets named because she almost takes on the name because she keeps hearing it before right. she actually has the name. The paradox of River Song. Yeah, it, it's. It reminded me of a of one of the uh, Twelfth Doctor episodes where he's talking about Beethoven and if Beethoven found out about how how he how if someone else had been there and beethoven wasn't there and how would they if i forget it it
0: it. it, it was so beethoven (laughs) writes you know his his symphony or whatever and then like it becomes famous in later times and then someone gets time travel and thinks oh hey you know i'm gonna go visit beethoven and goes and like uh You know, starts up this whole thing and gets everyone really into Beethoven. Beethoven becomes super, you know, famous and eventually doesn't have time to still write music. And so they're like, crap, we can't like lose this music. So the guy then, you know, takes his own, you know, copy of like Beethoven's Ninth that he brought from the future and like leaves it there and then, or like writes it out. And then it's like, well, who wrote it?
2: And then there's the rock dun, theme.
0: Dang, dang,
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: so, yeah, we definitely have a couple of those moments here, which definitely raises some questions about, you know, time and Doctor Who.
1: Quick announcement for news is that um, there's an extremely strong rumor from reliable oh. sources that David Tennant will be coming back as the 10th Doctor with Catherine Tate, who is, of course, Dun Noble. For three episodes that will be put out in 2023, make it happen.
3: Lobby oh. your Congress
1: people, send so it to <laughs> your you know,
3: governor. And... I'll bring.
1: I'll bring. I hope they bring Wolf back just so that Bernard Cribbins gets a chance to be back. That would be fun. Yes,
3: you know, Wolf is the man. You all know, you know that I would love my own spinoff of Wolf and Friends, um, personally, to come into fruition. But yeah, let's let's see him back in the mix with Will and,
1: and Donna. That would be fun. any rate, well, I hope you all have a great night. It's time to wrap. Bye. Bye. Peace.